Your one stop for exclusive interviews. I'm joined by University of Central Oklahoma quarterback commit Cooper Wilcox. Cooper, thank you for taking the time to talk to me today. Man, really, the culture that the coaches show as soon as you walk in the doors, they make it feel like your family. They make it feel like a, a healthy environment to come and play football. I'm joined by University of Central Oklahoma senior H-back Dante McGee. Dante, thank you for taking time this morning to talk to me. This is honestly a once-a-lifetime thing, you know. Usually you get your five years and you're done, but you know, you get an extra year of play. I was like, you know what, I, I want to come back. I want to spend another year with these guys. Post game press conferences. I didn't really like my first read, so I was just went to playmaker mode. Game previews, recaps, brought to you by me, your host, JG Smooth. You're listening to the Cho Show only on the Suave Report. Good morning, afternoon, evening, night, whatever time it might be. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Cho Show podcast presented by TheSmallReport.com. I'm your host, Jonathan Goodall, a.k.a. J.G. Smooth, and I have to start by giving a shout-out to my man, DJ Deuce J, for that brand-new fire intro. Barely got it under the gun, but we got it in. I love how it turned out. I think it is fantastic uh, for the new era here of UCL football. Um... Not, not gonna waste much time here because again, I promise it was gonna be a shorter signing day special. Um, but I do want to go ahead and thank people. We have six new subscribers on the Spotify. On Spotify, I appreciate that, and I appreciate you all for running up the views on the latest <clears throat> Choso one-on-one special on the Choso Podcast Network YouTube page. You guys crushed that. We had seventy views. Uh, in the first 24 hours, which is a channel record by almost double. Uh, so again, appreciate the support. Um, please continue to support if you do like the content. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get into it here. Uh, first, we're going to start off here by what Coach has to say about his first class. Quote, we feel as if this class embodies our core values of being selfless, tough, and disciplined. This class is made up of phenomenal athletes that will excel against MIAA competition. Most of this class were lettermen in multiple sports in their high school careers. Uh, If you recall back when uh, Coach Girl's intro press conference, he was high on players that have a wrestling background. Uh, So should be no no surprise here that that's the case. Uh, some class notes. There were 22 players signed today on National Signing Day, February 2nd. 14 on offense, 8 on defense. The largest group being the offensive line with 6, which is good because we all know the offensive line struggles. Uh, we're going to go ahead and jump right into it here. Also, one final note is just out-of-state guys that are non-Jucos. This is you recall on the former head coach, Nick Bobek, it was an Oklahoma first mentality and very rarely, especially in the past, say, three years, were out-of-state signees that weren't junior college transfers. So it, it, it was weird at first seeing this, um, but I do like the diversity here that we're getting. So first up is the man responsible, the subject of the, the episode that got the 70 views in the first day. 
is quarterback Cooper Will Cooper Wilcox, six foot one ninety five, out of Greenbrier, Arkansas. Uh, what I liked about Cooper is he's elusive, great pocket presence, surveys the field well, nice deep ball with plenty of touch. Uh, fits the passes into tight windows. Does a good job of leading receivers and throwing the open, which is a very underrated trait. Uh, soft passes with plenty of air for receiver to run under. When I watched the tape, it reminded me, I got some Chad Stallard vibes from the way that he didn't get rattled from the way, even though there's chaos all around him, he remained calm, cool, and collected. I know he, and during the interview, which again we have both on Spotify and on the Choso Podcast Network YouTube page, I talked about how much he prepares and watches film, and you can you can see it in the way that he plays. Uh, looking at the quarterbacks on the roster again, this roster is accurate as of seven thirty, February the first. Uh, we have seniors Stephon Brown, redshirt freshman J.D. Geneva, and redshirt freshman Caleb Allen out of Stillwater. Uh, so we're looking here, you know, Cooper, I imagine we'll get the redshirt. Uh, and then, you know, we'll, we'll just have to see where it goes because I'm assuming Stephon Brown should be the starter for all intents and purposes here. Uh, so we'll see how he fits into the replacement in 2023. Uh, moving on to running back here, we have a very talented man, Antonio Jr. Smith, 5'11", 180, out of Union. Three FBS offers, Army, North Texas, and Eastern Michigan. Uh, all three of those were bowl teams this past season, so you know that the, that the talent level is definitely there. I want to give him a shout-out, too, because along with Cooper, he followed your boy on Twitter. I appreciate that, Mr. Smith. Uh, looking at his tape, Slippery makes initial two, three defenders miss. Decisive runner, uh, one cut and, and go back. Appears to be gliding on the on the field. A north-south runner, not much dancing. Solid hands, powerful runner for size. Uh, will try to run, run, will try to run you run you over uh, against a wall. So. There was a play where he drug three or four defenders, which is impressive for a guy of his size. In my opinion, more quick and shifty than he is fast. But to me, a a a all-around back. I don't think he's an explosive back, but I think he's definitely a workhorse back and a back that's good uh, that could be utilized too in passing situations. Uh, then the second. Running back is Nathan Jones, 5'11", 180, out of Clinton. Uh, elusive and shifty. Cut game is extremely strong. The way he puts cuts together, <coughs> the way he way he he puts cuts cuts together, really, really, really impressive stuff. Uh, breaks arm tackles. Good vision, waits until the hole opens before he accelerates. He doesn't just get the ball and immediately run full speed. He, he kind of he's that patient Le'Veon Bell type runner, waits for the hole and then hits the hole hard. Uh, can't take it to the to the house. Runs hard and low. I know that they're both one eighty, but Jones, I feel like. 
I feel like he has slightly more power than and then Antonio Smith, but but both are, are physical runners. Uh, looking at the roster here, uh, you have Jace Garner, absolute beast, as a sophomore, Peyton Scott Jr., uh, Tadden Anderson, one of the best running backs in Oklahoma high school history, Richard Freshman out of Alex, and then Brandon Drake, Richard Freshman out of, I believe it is uh, Wagner. I think it, I think is Wagner's where he's from. Uh, so again, not a deep room, especially now. These are all scholarship guys. Not a deep room, so there 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 could be some room for either Antonio Junior Smith or Ethan Jones to to eke out some playing time. But yeah, I think that's that's a position where Chase Gardner and Peyton Scott kind of have a stranglehold on that. Uh, moving to wide receiver, we have a guy that did not sign on signing day. He signed back in December, but I'm also high on him as well because tape on this man looked really good. Madison Ridgeway, 6'3", 206, junior college transfer out of Iowa Central, Iowa Central Community College. Uh, stats on the season, 48 carries, 612, 12, 12 yards, 8 touchdowns. Height, weight, speed guy, great at jump balls, can can go up and get it, excels at getting open on scramble drills, dominant in the red zone, uh, faster than you think for someone his, his size, comes and meets the ball in traffic, which, again, is a very underrated trait. You go get the ball, not the ball come to you. Uh, does a good job at shielding off defenders in traffic across the middle. Uh Finds holes in the zone. Most of the film, he very rarely uh, drew man coverage, I think, because of the man's speed. Most DBs was a minimum five to ten yards off of him. Solid route runner, solid all-around receiver. This is a guy I feel like from day one uh, is going to come in there and make a big, a big impact because the receiving core outside of Marquise, uh, you know, especially with Josh Moore graduating, that was a bit lost because if you really look, you know, you had some guys that had some solid outings, but nothing consistent. And, and outside of Marquis and Josh, you were kind of lacking that. And so with Josh gone now, I think that Madison has a huge chance to come in there, like I said before, make a huge, make a huge, huge impact. Uh, from day one. Then you have Ben Harmon, 5'10", 160 out of cash. And, uh, m- most of his take was at quarterback, so I imagine he will probably get the red shirt. And then you have Jalen Reed, 6'3", 175 out of, out of Ardmore. Reminded me a lot of Mikhail Hall. I'm not, not going to hold you here. You remember Mikhail Hall, uh, actually, was the guy I had questioned during the very first season of the Tosho podcast because former coach Nick Bobek was high on him. Started off very slow, had like two catches in three games. Uh, I called him out. I don't know if he actually heard it or not. Uh, and then proceeded to just dominate down the stretch. And if you go back to that champs or the Texas Bowl, the comeback against Angelo State. Uh, he had that touchdown right there where he dragged the defender like 10 yards. 
uh, really, 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 I thought had he had a, had a bright future down there, had a had a, had a hip injury as a sophomore, and then left the program. Uh, but I'm getting similar vibes from Jalen Jalen Reed here at Ardmore. Uh, 6'3", 170, 75, over 1,000 yards, 10 touchdowns, uh, tall, rangy, faster than you think. Doesn't look like he's moving fast, but he is. Uh, and a testament to that would be the fact that a lot of his highlights was a one-man swing pass, a uh, little, like, quick quick screens, like OU would throw it around, broils and such. Took several of them for touchdowns. So he definitely has speed, willing run blocker, uh, can win against both press man and uh, uh, and, and zone, and can can make the contested catch. So again, Jalen Reed, I feel like red shirt on kind of add more strength to that frame. There could be a very good weapon in the future. There another receiver I'm really high on here. I actually like this receiving class brought in here. I think there's some there, there's some impact guys. Wouldn't be surprised if Reed plays because again, you get to have somebody else emerge. But another dude here that I'm really high on here, uh Kevin Williams, six foot one seventy out of Westmore. Diego Rich was transferred. Okay, and then there's Marquise as the only proven deep threat. I know Coach Bobek was high on Javon Wright out of Vianne last year. Kevin Williams, let me tell you, if you put on that jinx tape when we do the um the in-depth position breakdowns, then his first should be up either tomorrow or Friday. The tape against Jinx says all you need to know. Because if you watch that tape. Uh, this man is a burner. I think he's a track star. Makes tough catches, but kind of surprised me for a for somebody you would just think is a pure deep threat. Uh, elite speed separate from defenders at top of the route. I mean, when he turns it on, he turns it on. Takes the top off defense. Uh, he's definitely Diego Marquise replacement down the road. Now, he, he might be able to play early. I'm not sure. But I, I am really high on this man. I, I, I really think Kevin Williams here is an explosive player. They got some red shirts when we, when we, when we look at the receivers. This could, this could be a really good unit in the, in the very near future, very near future. Because there's some guys that can take the next step. Uh, I I really do believe we have some good receivers ahead of us because looking at what we have currently, there's Marquise King, Johnny Bizell the fourth, and Quinton Lewis, who are all seniors. And then you have Peyton Lusk, a sophomore, Dawson Huddleston, hopefully gets back to what he was doing in 2019. Uh, he's, he's a junior. Jalen Teague, Sherrod Davis, both sophomores. He both played as freshmen. Uh, both big physical receivers. And you have Chris Atkins Jr. out of Hugo. Again, that tape just screamed Josh, Josh Crockett uh, as a sophomore. Javion Dangerfield as a sophomore. Uh, Terrell Davis, redshirt freshman out of Charlton. That tape with like Elliot Curry part two. Uh, and then there's Javion Wright, redshirt freshman out of Vianne. 
uh, again, though, those those redshirted guys, Bright Davis and then Atkins Jr., the potential is there. It's just can we harness it and can they produce when they get their opportunities? Uh, then moving on to tight end, uh, they signed two. The first one is Oscar Hammond, 6'4", 210 out of, out of Collins, Collinsville. Uh, first thing that you notice about Oscar Hammond, versatile guy, played offense, defense, and some returners. So that should tell you right there the caliber of, of athlete that we are bringing in here. A great receiving threat was split out, out, out wide, actually burned some defensive backs. So, again, looking at a matchup nightmare here that's too athletic for a lot of line, linebackers, too big for most um, backs. Solid frame can hopefully add some pounds without losing speed. Makes the tough catch, runs low with, with the power, stronger than he looks. Uh, matter of fact, there was one clip where he shoved the man and the man rolled two or three yards uh, and is the better receiver of the two signees. The second tight end signee, big 6'7", 230, Taylor McCarthy out of, out, out of total. Uh, red zone threat, big target, runs low after the catch, finds the hole in the D quickly. Probably more of a chain mover, red zone threat as to as opposed to Hammond, who's going to be more of your field stretcher. And, and I'm curious to see what role these guys have, because there's only two tight end H-backs on the roster. That would be senior Dante McGee, if you have not listened to that to the interview. I know it's a long one, but it's great. We aim to have Dante back on uh, at some point during spring ball. Then there's Carson Ladd, a sophomore out of Fort Gibson, I want to say. Uh, so, you know, I, I think, you know, Osprey Hammond, depending on what the offense is looking like, uh, you know, the receiving threat that he is, it might be tough to keep the man off the field. It it it, it might because, again, Dr. McGee, absolute beast. Uh, as we've seen, hopefully he gets some more chances in the new offense because, again, I feel like this is a guy should be used more in the past couple of couple of seasons as a matchup nightmare. Uh, you know, he played at 258, not 275, as he corrected me. Uh, <laughs> funny. <laughs> he corrected me rather hilariously during the interview, but just a, a, a physical guy. Uh, so, again, I hope that that's a position that gets more love uh, in the offense. And moving on to what is perhaps the most important position of note is the offensive line because the struggles last year, well-documented. Uh, you go back to any of the episodes, you're probably going to see me say the offensive line was not particularly good. Uh, that's a unit that has to take a step forward. Uh, and the uh, six guys signed here, I think, could have a huge part of that year, right, whether it be sooner or later. First one is Camden Billy, 6'3", 290, out of, out of Thomas. Uh, nasty, agile blocker. Uh, puts dudes on their on their on their backs and gets to the to the second level well. Then you have Reese Trammell, 6'4", 295, out of Mustang. I think was coached. 
by my former high school history teacher, Lynn Hefner. So I want to shout out to uh, Coach Hep. Uh, nasty first highlight was stonewalling the, 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 the end, uh, going to the second second level, and then just dominating the poor linebacker. Very, very impressive clip there that kind of set the tone. Uh, got downfield on screens. So, this is, again, this is a guy here we know can to move, which is good. Uh, powerful one's hands are locked on. You're not going anywhere. Lots of pancakes stays on the man until the whistle. And in my opinion, is best sh- suited as a downhill run-blocking guard. There's another line I get to here shortly. To, it, to me, both these dudes could really be good guards because they're both athletic. They're both physical. They're, they're both nasty run, run, run blockers. And that was a problem last year. There were several times third and short, second and short, where the, where the runs in the middle either went, went nowhere or went for a loss. Okay, because there was next to no push. And so it is very important uh, that we get guys that are agile that can fire off the ball downhill runners. Because again, if you know Jace Gardner, he's better as a downhill runner. It just makes the offense a lot better. Stephon Brown, downhill runner. It, 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 it would just would make the power offense a whole lot better. Uh, then you have offensive lineman slash center Walker Peck, 6'2, 320 out of Norman North. And this is important that he's a center because Alex Eichler, the starting center, is a senior. So it's important we get somebody behind him there. Uh, but he played both center and guard. Very, very good at, at, at blitz pickups. Identifies the man quickly and stays on him. Violent run, run blocker, in my opinion. Again, his strength is in the run game. Stonewall's defenders in pass pro, so he can do both. It's just run blocking to me is better. Regularly puts defenders on the ground with ease. So I'm really looking forward to seeing whether or not they, they, they put Walker at, at guard or at center. Then there's Gabe Grazer, 6'3", 285 out of Uliga. Um, ad- agile enough to pull, good leg drive, stays stays on the fenders. Uh, he's strong, regularly dominate, dominated guys of equal or bigger stature, which is just promising already because I imagine once he gets in the in the in the weight room here, uh, that should be even more of a strength for him. Lots of pancakes. They also blocked a kick, so he does have some special teams ability there. Uh, and then you have Bre- uh, Brennan Carter, 6'5", 275 out of Tecumseh. Played both guard and tackle. Uh, he, he's athletic enough to pull, he just sometimes doesn't pull well. There was times when he pulled and he nailed his man, and there's times when he pulled and he whiffed. So if we just get him when he pulls to be able to put a hand on a man, it's going to be fantastic for outside ones. Because let me tell you, there, there, there's clips in there uh, where he literally is running neck and neck with the running back. So... Uh, is, is it again? We can just have when he pulls to hit the man. 
Brendan Carter can have a very bright, bright future in a UCL uh, uniform. Uh, very, very solid in, in, pass, in, in pass protection. I, I think that's his strength. Uh, he stonewalls the, the 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 defender early. He fires off the ball, gets out of his stance extremely quickly, uh, and that's something that was a problem last year. A tackle opposite of Lane Grantham, because again, there was time. The tackles tackles was a kind of a revolving door. There were several players used, and none really stepped to the forefront. To, to claim that job. So I'm hoping somebody does. But again, that's, that's, that's a very promising sign here uh, for 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 Brennan Carter. And the final lineman here is another one that I'm really high on. Mason Mitchell, 6'4", 270 out of Palestine, Texas. Very good run, run and blocker. Blocks with a purpose. What I, what I mean by that is when he went when he blocked somebody, especially in, in run blocking, I noticed he pushed him away from the hole. You know, most people would just dominate him, just try to paint him. He he's not strong enough yet. And I think this is a guy that has a red shirt, has to get stronger. But it, the way that he was able to maneuver the guys out of the hole. Really impressed me because you because you, you guess you don't you don't see that a lot at the high school level. It's more just brute overpowering. But the fact that he was able to do that tells me the IQ level is really high. Um, good job of firing off the off the snap. Good leg drive and, and pad level again. If somebody you registered, you get them getting stronger. I think really him. Him, Carter, uh, Peck, and Trammell. These these are guys that's going to be. They might be tough to keep off the field as true freshmen, but definitely, you get them a year of development. It's going to be really tough because they're they're big, they're agile, smart, violent blockers here, and that's something that is. Are needed because when you look currently at the offensive line, right, you got Alex Eichel as a senior, you Lane Grantham as as a junior, and you have Noah Dobson who came on really strong as a freshman last year at a call out. Those are the three linemen I feel like you could set in stone probably going to be stars. One is a senior and one is a junior, so you know. It, it, it's going to be imperative here that 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 the, that the six guys that sign hopefully are as good as advertised. Uh, looking at what they currently have: Cooper McCoy, a sophomore; Jordan Overson, registered freshman; uh, Eichler, Jamal Ronis is a sophomore; Hector Becerra is a sophomore. He, he was a day one starter at right tackle, I want to say. Uh, you know, was was. Was up and down, started, lost the job, got the job back. It's just someone we hope can take the next next step there. Robert Givens, registered freshman, Connor Hunter Half, another one of those tackles. A senior, Lane Grantham Jr., Noah Dobson, sophomore, then some registered freshman. Lyndon Evans out of Newcastle, a very athletic guy. Gary Human out of Westmore. That the, the tape on him, I was extremely 
extremely pleased with are just a straight mauler there. Montre Lee out of Dell City and then Cooper Cooper Wyden out of Wakamas, uh, 6'8", about 365. You know, raw guy. I hope the development is coming along there because with that kind of size, uh, you know, that, that could be a very promising guard tackle, whatever. Um, a, a, a man of, of his of his stature uh, and ability athletically was just an athletic freak. I think he played like class class B or C football. Um, but it's just somebody I'm also very, very, very high on. Uh, there was no defensive lineman signed, and I'm going to list you off the returners now, and you'll see why. Uh, again, another huge shout out there to Coach Sanders on the defensive line because, again, job he did this past season, nothing short of immaculate. I was glad that he was retained. Uh, and, and so I'm hoping the unit there can continue the strong play. Uh, you have Mike Pope Jr., who is a junior, sophomore Noah, Noah, Noah West, sophomore Zane Adams, sophomore Hunter Largent, sophomore V2 for hopefully takes the next step. Uh, sophomore Michael Pope. Uh, then you have ju- uh, two seniors, well, three seniors, Jordan Lavu. Mr. 18 and a half, TFL, Mark Slater, uh, Robert Fuentes, just an absolute beast as a pass rusher. It's someone I, I will admit I did not appreciate the full scope of what he did until I was doing the, the breakdowns and actually watched the film and, and noticed the impact that he actually had was was pretty darn big. Uh, then you have Richard Freshman, Mason Gibbons, a wrestler freshman, Jaden Brown out of Booker T. Washington, a great nose, nose guard type. A wrestler freshman, Montreal Cozart out of Bishop Kelly. That tape was a match we're hoping. He and then fellow wrestler freshman, Jamar Goff out of Pahaska. Two a really good tapes there. So I'm hopefully they can kind of slide into the rotation, replacing guys like Derek Shaw. Cheshire Salt and um, Derek, uh, Salt and Joseph, Joseph Rock. Um, then you have Nick Hughes and Evan Reigns. Uh, moving on to linebacker, there was a couple signed here. You have Jack Puckett, 6'1, 215 out of Bigsby, physical big hitter, could stand to get stronger, uh, fights through traffic well. Plays plays hard, see ball, get ball type of guy, and is really good against the run. And this is a good physical linebacker. I think you can get him bigger. I think it'd be great uh, in run support. Probably reminds me a lot of Dylan Hall. If you recall D- Dylan Hall 2018? No, tw- yeah, 20, 20, 2018. Uh, just, just again, if you recall that Northwest Missouri game, the goal line stand, that was all him. I mean, similar vibes from Jack Pucky here. And then you have Chase Faber, 6'2", 220. I'm a counselor. Hard hitter, played played both stand-up and, and in coverage. Uh, good, good pad level, good form tackler. 
disciplined, didn't get faked out by play by, by play action, and also played some saw some kick coverage. Uh, and then you finally have Joey Haver, 6'4", 200 out of Jinx. This is a guy that, to me, I, I'm really high on. I feel like you registered him. We, we add some weight to him. They, uh, I think he was he was a safety hybrid at Jinx, was a big hitter, good form tackler, fires through traffic well, solid against against the against the run. The best to describe his his play style would be if you combine the instincts, feel for the game of Dylan Buckheit with the physicality of Trayvon Craig. That's kind of what you're getting here in uh, Haver, because if you recall Dylan Buckeye again. It just he he's better than he should be, and I I don't. You say this because if you if you just if you look at the measurables, it, it would not suggest he's as good as he is. But because such an instinctual player has a great feel for the game. Uh, just a tremendous safety. And then Trayvon Craig, again, tremendous in the run game. I, I can't say this enough. We, we did the the, uh, the 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 breakdowns. I, I'm a huge Trayvon Craig fan. The man improved a lot from being a core special teamer to a nickelback and probably the best run, run support defender. I'm not named Buck Height. Uh, so, it, you know, the fact that, that Haver – you know, has traits of both those guys, uh, to me, is is really, really, really a good, good sign. Um, currently, linebackers on the roster, there is junior Jason Harris. Hopefully, he can, he can stay healthy. He missed the majority of last season. Uh, Eliza Wright had a great freshman season out of Vianne. And there's Marlo Hughes, another junior, hopefully can get back to where he was before the collarbone injury. Oh, I thought he was becoming a legit star at linebacker. Jaden Mullen, a sophomore, and then two wrestler freshmen, and Darian Davis and Caden Wolford. Uh, then moving on to the second secondary here. Uh, now, this is a guy I usually make a projection every year about guys I feel like will probably end up playing immediately. Already said Madison Ridgeway, which you, you kind of figure as a Juco probably will. But if looking at freshmen, I think that six foot 170, Jalik Lewis out of Denison, Texas, I, this is a guy, especially given the corner woes last year, he has a legit chance, in my opinion, to come in there and at the very least play early. Okay, I because it is very impressive. He's good in press man, which if you go back to that Missouri Southern game, the, the game when he touched that Missouri Southern, Daniel Bauman got burnt in press man. So it is it is imperative that we get guys and most of the guys that sign that we know our corners are good in press man. Uh but Jalik, I feel like, is a better man than a zone corner. Hard hitter, solid tackler, solid solid speed. Uh, was the return man as well. But he has all the tools to be a lockdown man corner. Uh, this could be a four-year a four-year guy. I, I just, 
I I like it. I like what I saw. He's got the size. And it's just if the, when we do the breakdowns, you you will see what I'm, what I'm talking about here because the receivers were getting next to nothing against this man. Uh, so I think it'll be very tough for to keep Jaleek Lewis off the field this season. And then you have Makai Belt, six foot one, sixty five, out of Union, played receiver, corner, nickel, and kick returner at Union. Good in run support, good tackler. Came off the edge at times as a pass rusher. Sheds blocks well to make the play. Uh, ball hawk, good at shifting through traffic to make tackle. Also decent in man and zone. Kind of screams Traylon Craig replacement type of type of guy here. To me, better against the run than really is it covered. But you could say probably is the case for Trayvon Craig, even though he did have that pick uh, against North Northeastern State. Trayvon Craig's calling card again was as a run defender. I think that's going to be the same with Makai Belt. And then you have Curtis Wilson, 6'4", 175, out Most of the tape of him was a quarterback, but the few highlights he had as a DB, Dylan Buckhide vibes. And to me, he's just a, a bigger version of Buckhide. It just it screams Buckhide just from the way the feel, the feel just it 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 this it's just like Dylan Buckhide part two, which I'm not mad at because again Dylan Buckhide has just been a, a, a fantastic since the moment that he's gotten to campus. And then finally here you have Aaron Ham uh, Aaron Hamilton. Six foot one eighty five out of we we woke up, which we know is where Kobe Stevens came from, and the the quality season that that he had at corner. Uh, Aaron Hamilton, most of his his tape was as a quarterback, uh, but he 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 probably ended up playing safety. He was an outside linebacker at Walker, hard hitter, physical hard hitter, physical tackler, good good form. Tackler um, was a return man for him. I, I think will probably end up being safety, probably a really good safety. Um, and looking at who we currently have a roster at in the in the second in in the second secondary, Jonathan Mosley, sophomore, Dylan Buckheit Jr., Tavis McDonald, sophomore, Kobe Stevens again. Hopefully, does not have a sophomore slump because he played really great in the second half of the season, especially. And you go back to that Northeastern State game in the first half was picked on a lot, and then in the second half really did, did not not allow many catches, which said a lot to me uh, that he's not easily 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 rattled, which something you have to be uh, playing corner, especially in this league. Senior Malik Gray, who we hope we can get consistency out of Malik Gray. But Malik Gray is one of those, it was either really bad, it was either really good, and there was no in-between. And we need Malik Gray to take that next step and become more consistent. Uh, You have Tyshawn Murray Jr. as a sophomore. Raekwon Wicks as a sophomore when we had the game-winning pick 
against Missouri Western, thanks to the three immaculate pass rushes by Robert Fuentes again. Uh, Traylon Craig is a junior, Greg Wittenberg, sophomore, and then several registered freshmen, Keyshawn Ditton, Mark Goldsby, Gage Lady under Wausau can lead the state and picks his senior year. So that's always promising as well. Quayshawn Leathers, Torin Walker, and then Caleb Webb. And then rounding up the roster here at kicker, you have sophomore Nikki Cavado, uh, punter, sophomore Bo Phelps, senior Francisco Moreno, and then long snapper, sophomore Chase Nani. Again, I like this class a lot. Uh, I think you have several receivers that could develop into big impact impact players aside from Ridgeway. Uh, most notably, Kenyon Williams, the speedster out of Westmore and tight end. I think Oscar Hammond could be that next guy, uh, especially if he can add some, some weight and not lose the speed. Offensive line class. Looks really good. Uh, I, I will compare it to the defensive line class from 2020 that I said looked immaculate. I, I feel the same with the offensive line class. I'm hoping the results are similar to what it was with the defensive line class because, again, guys like Zane Adams, Hunter Largen, Tuafa, right? all, all, all those guys that I was high on had – Huge impact. Well, not not two of them, but Larger and Adams had huge impacts. Hopefully, two of them does kind of take that that next step because again, that tape out of Poto uh, was 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 really 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 good. Uh, I think you added some numbers at linebacker that was needed. There's only six on the roster, uh, especially with guys like Haver. Who I think could 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 really become a, a really solid solid player, uh, and then you got some help in the in the in the secondary. Uh, again, Lewis, I just I, it's gonna be tough, man. It's gonna be tough keeping him off the field. I think Makai Belt. I, I think Makai Belt and Wilson are guys you could say probably redshirt and, and probably guys I feel like could, could step in for Bug Height. And uh, Trevon Craig and fill in that that role seamlessly. Uh, and then looking at quarterback, right? Because against the Farm Brown is a senior, uh, so you know, throwing Cooper in there that that would give that that would that give three scholarship guys. Um, and then at running back, again, you have two really good backs and Antonio Jr. Smith and Nathan Jones. I think they both could possibly get get the get the rest because again it's gonna be, gonna be tough for Jace and Peyton in there to kind of fight for carries. Uh but I mean, you know, I, I think this was a very solid solid class, uh the first class in the Alan Doral era. I'm very pleased by it. Uh, I'm pleased by the, the caliber of players, uh, especially on the offensive on the offensive line and at receiver were you could say two of the, the biggest needs offensively and then defensively there uh I, I like went out and got some quality defensive backs and added some 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 much needed numbers 
to the linebacking room. So, uh, uh, you know, I'm pleased by it. Again, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have the uh, the in-depth breakdowns up either tomorrow or Friday on the Show Show Podcast Network YouTube channel. Uh, also, we plan to have, as I mentioned earlier, Dante McGee on sometime during the spring. He volunteered to come back, come back on. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll have we'll have him on. Uh, kind of give, give us an update on how that's going. Uh, and then hopefully at some point we can have Coach Girl on um, to discuss a wide variety of things. I like having Coach on. Um, so we'll 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 see what with that with that holds. But we got it in under an hour. We got it definitely got it in under two and two and two and two and a half hours, um, as promised. So uh, again, uh, we'll have a man DJ Deuce J's info in both descriptions. About uh, that, that will do it. Uh, my name is Jonathan Goodo, aka JG Smooth. I'll talk to you all later. <laughs>